Welcome to the Packer Mentality Podcast, where we will discuss Packers news, roster decisions, and when the time comes, actual games. My name is Patrick Corrigan, and I'm your host. I am also a Packer shareholder. I'll try to make sense of the nonsense you might be seeing on social media or just reported in the news. You can also find and follow me on Twitter at Packer Mentality. Please bear with me as I'm a one-man show. I would also greatly appreciate it if you could like and hit the follow button to be alerted when I upload a new episode. Obviously, your options may vary depending on what platform you are listening on. We now have the 2022 NFL Draft in the rearview mirror, and the Packers have some shiny new additions on their roster. We discussed last week where those pieces might fit. Now let's talk about any holes remaining on the Packers roster and how they might fill them. There are still some decent free agents out there, but do any of them make sense for Green Bay? Let's start with the defense. Up front on the defensive line, we currently have Dean Lowry, Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, and Jaron Reed possibly uh, competing for the starters. Jack Heflin, TJ Slayton, and seventh-round pick Jonathan Ford, and so a few others are going to be competing for backup and rotational spots. Heflin and Slayton are solid run stuffers, and Ford will probably uh, be on the special teams. So I think they are probably in pretty good shape here. At the outside linebacker position or edge position, we have Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary as the starters. In the rotation would be rookie J.J. Enigbare, Randy Ramsey, Tipa Galei. Jonathan Garvin, Ladarius Hamilton, and Chauncey, Chauncey Manick. Some of these guys did some get some action last year with mixed results, but I think this is a spot where the Packers could look to bring in a veteran on a team-friendly deal, and that means cheap, much like they did last year with Whitney Merciless. The guy I would definitely talk to if he's still available, uh, which he is as of today, is Justin Houston. He signed a cheap one-year deal last season with the Ravens. He started 15 games for them and had 14 and had four and a half sacks. If he's willing to sign another fairly cheap deal, uh, I think he could be very, very productive for the Packers. He wouldn't have to go full-time and it would definitely make a difference. I think he could be a possibility for them. I expect Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker to be the starters at inside linebacker. Chris Barnes and Ty Summers are the main backups with Ray Wilborn, Isaiah McDuffie, and Ellis Brooks also competing. Tariq Harpner was a seventh-round draft choice that uh, looks like he'll be slotted as a linebacker, uh, but I think he's going to be primarily focused on special teams uh, to secure his position on the roster. Unless there's a major injury to Campbell, Walker, or Barnes, I don't expect them to add anyone else to this mix. Green Bay has one of the best trio of cornerbacks in the league with pro bowler Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, and Rasul Douglas. Let's give Stokes and Douglas a lot of credit for stepping up last year when injuries decimated the Packers' defense. 
and they played some outstanding football. Stokes was their first round pick a year ago, and he went from cornerback uh, three or four in the first game and not really seeing the field at all to having to be quarterback number one uh, by the end of game four when Jair went down with his shoulder injury. He had to go up against the top receivers all season, and he held his own. Uh, I was super impressed with him. Uh, Rasul Douglas got picked up off the Cardinals practice squad and thrown into the starting lineup pretty much right away. And he not only showed he belonged, but he showed he was a real ball hawk and had a couple pick sixes to help the Packers win some games. Uh, Those guys, those two guys should only get better after the experience last year. And Alexander is already one of the top cornerbacks in the game, and he's going to return from his injury. Uh, But those three do not have much experience depth behind them. They decided to cut ties with Kevin King, and they lost Chandon Sullivan in free agency. That left them very thin. Uh, Second-year player Shamar Jean Charles, Kayshawn Nixon, Keandre Thomas, and a couple other guys are vying for spots behind the top three. Uh, if the opportunity presents itself to sign a veteran who could play the slot corner uh, or play the third safety, I believe the Packers will make a move. There are a bunch of experienced players still available right now, including some familiar names. Uh, Joe Hayden and Chris Harris are still unsigned, but are probably out of the Packers' price range. Those guys would need to accept a new role and a lot smaller salary than they're used to. And I just don't expect that to happen. What I do expect is sometime after June 1st and or during uh, the preseason when roster cuts start happening, that the Packers will attempt to bring someone in on a team-friendly deal. Wouldn't be very popular, but they could even bring back Kevin King as he knows the system and probably would come back on a cheap deal. Safety is another position that the Packers are very thin after not addressing the position in the draft. Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage, two excellent starters, but they only have Vernon Scott and Sean Davis behind them. Henry Black was not brought back. Uh, How much his role in the special teams disaster against the 49ers played into that, I don't know. Anyway, they won't go into the season like this. There are situations where the Packers like to place three safeties. And there are some free safeties, uh, free agent safeties still available right now. Uh, This is also a position that will be addressed probably after June 1st or into the preseason. Offensively, they answered a lot of questions in the draft. Fortunately, they were already in good shape at quarterback and running back. Aaron Rodgers returns with Jordan Love as his backup. Kurt Benkert uh, was on the practice squad pretty much all of last year. He knows the offense. They don't really need to do anything there. The running back group is very solid with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon at 1 and 1A. Patrick Taylor provided depth after Kylan Hill went down last year, and both of them showed some things before, you know, Kylan Hill showed some things before he got injured, and Patrick Taylor uh, did a pretty good job running and catching the ball when he got his opportunity, uh, and they both should return. That's the easy part. 
Let's move on to the offensive line and what looks what looked like a major area of concern before the draft. The good news is that David Bakhtiari should be healthy to start the season after missing just about all of last season. He will return to left tackle and protect Aaron Rodgers' back. Both starters at guard from last season return with John Runyon and Royce Newman, and I expect them to be even better this season. Uh, not that they were bad last season, but they're, they're both young and all experience is going to help them. Josh Myers returns as the starting center after missing the end of last season with an injury. He was a rookie last season as well, and he should continue to improve. In free agency, Green Bay lost starting right tackle Billy Turner to the Broncos and his backup, Dennis Kelly, just signed with the Colts the other day. Lucas Patrick defected to the Bears after doing a very solid job filling in at center at the end of the year. Elton Jenkins will probably miss at least the first half of the season as he attempts to return from his knee injury. When he returns, he could become Green Bay's starting right tackle or replace either one of the guards. He was already one of the best guards in the league before the Packers asked him to play left tackle last season in place of Bakhtiari. With Jenkins likely starting the season on injury reserve, they're going to have four empty slots on the depth chart, including three players who played important parts on the offensive line last year. The Packers spent a fair amount of draft picks to fill the empty slots, with offensive linemen being drafted in the third, fourth, and seventh round. Uh, Both Sean Ryan and Zach Tom are prototypical Packers offensive line picks in that they can play multiple positions on the offensive line and could compete for starting positions in 2022, including the right tackle position. Uh, Also, uh, the seventh round pick, Rasheed Walker, he played 33 games, uh, started 33 games at tackle for Penn State. He could also be an option at right tackle. I don't know how secure the Packers or Aaron Rodgers will feel with a rookie right tackle, but until Elton Jenkins returns and possibly becomes their full-time right tackle, that position is open with no veterans on the team with experience over there. Other than the rookies, the only other candidate the Packers could consider moving is Josh Neisman. He started at left tackle last season after all the injuries and could make the move to right tackle. He was pretty solid at left tackle in the the time he played over there, but I don't know how comfortable he's going to be switching sides. The Packers have brought in a veteran offensive line help after June 1st in the past and could probably do so again this year. Unlike a lot of people, including some of the Packers brass, I think tight end is a position of need or will be next year. Robert Tanyan, Tanyan resigned, resigned to a one-year deal, but he's coming back from a knee injury, and it's unclear when he's going to be available. After a very strong 2020, he was very disappointing last season uh, before he went down. I'm not sure what to what version we'll get of Tanyan when he comes back, uh, but if it's the 2021 version, I'm not sure he's going to stick around after this season. Don't get me wrong, I like him, and I hope he gets back to his 2020 form. To start the season, we'll probably see Josiah DeGuara, and I'll be honest, I wasn't a fan of where he was drafted, and he's been mostly disappointing or injured so far. 
when he got drafted, people tried to sell his selections uh, that the Packers were going to use him like uh, the 49ers use Kyle Juszczyk. And I didn't see third round value in that. But this is year three for DeGuara, and that is usually the year where tight ends uh, mature or develop and get the hang of things. Uh, so we might see something from him, and I do hope so. I like the guy. Uh, I don't have any problems with him. Uh, so I hope he does pull through and is the answer. Word is that the Packers really like Tyler Davis, who they signed in the middle of last year, and that he might be the answer for them, and we'll see. I don't think Mercedes Lewis has re-signed yet, but I've already stated that I am all for having him on the team. He's a uh, quality teammate and leader and very popular both with his teammates and with the fans. Of those four guys, the only player that we'll know that we know what we're going to get is Mercedes Lewis. He's by far the best blocker. He's will catch the ball you know, when it's thrown to him, and everybody loves it when he gets the ball and makes a play. But he's really not a receiving weapon at this point in his career. His uh, mobility is very limited. They're hoping someone else is going to step up and or live up to their potential. Finally, let's talk about the wide receiver position. I've known I've been a, a little obsessed with that group for the past couple years. The Packers roster before the draft consisted of Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Amari Rogers, Juwan Winfrey, Malik Taylor, Rico Gafford, and Chris Blair. The Packers Packers finally addressed the position in the draft and added Christian Watson in the second round, Romeo Dubs in the fourth round, and Samori Touré in the seventh round. I expect Watson and Dubs to compete for significant playing time as they both can stretch the field and, as an added bonus, uh, they both can return kicks. Torre has a good speed also, but as a seventh-round pick, he's going to have to really prove his worth on special teams to have any shot at making the roster. Last season, the Packers the Packers kept six receivers on the roster. If they stick with six, I would expect those six to be Watkins, Lazard, Cobb, Amari Rogers, Christian Watson, and Romeo Dubs. There's been a lot of talk over the past week or so about the Packers being in the market for one of the free, big free agents still available. If they can get one of them as a bargain, yeah, it might be a possibility. My, but my first question is going to be, if they do sign one, who's he replacing? Not one of the rookies, not Cobb or Lazard. Uh, Amari Rogers is just in his second year, and I don't see Green Bay giving up on him. And, they could drop Sammy Watkins, I suppose, uh, or they could keep seven. But I think that seventh receiver needs to be highly involved in special teams. But for argument's sake, let's say they do go after a veteran free agent. The names being mentioned are Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, and Will Fuller. OBJ is coming off a knee injury and might not be available until midseason or later. I'm not sure they use, they'd use a roster spot to start the season to bring him in. I was never a big fan of his because of all the drama he seemed to attract or was the direct cause of. 
but he proved last year that he can get along in the right circumstances. Uh, the circumstances being that he needed to be on a winning team with a good veteran quarterback. Uh, if they do suffer injuries during the season, I'd be all for signing OBJ. Uh, I'm not sure what Julio Jones has left, but you know, he did a little bit in Tennessee, but not a whole lot. Uh, but the benefit to him would be the rookies could learn a lot from him. Uh, he's, you know, the same body type as uh, both those guys uh, and could teach them a lot. Uh, Jarvis Landry probably might be the most productive guy right out of the gate, but he's primarily a slot receiver and they have a bunch of those guys already with Randall Cobb and Amari Rogers and pretty much everybody else on the roster could play in the slot. If one of, um, if one of those guys is willing to come in at a low price, the Packers would have to seriously consider it. But otherwise, I think the position is plenty crowded already. Oh, almost forgot about Will Fuller. Uh, the issue with Will Fuller, uh, while he is a terrific deep weapon, and but and when he's on the field, uh, he's usually pretty productive. The problem is he has trouble staying on the field either through injuries or you know other off-field issues. Green Bay did sign a healthy amount of undrafted rookie free agents and are actually known for finding a few useful players among that group pretty much every year. We're just three weeks away from the June 1st milestone when some players will start getting released. Then we'll have to see what happens with roster cuts in preseason. Expect the Packers to make a few additions to fill out the roster. Personally, I will be most interested in what they do with the defensive secondary. Let me what you know what you think. Message me on Twitter at Packer Mentality. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you again for listening. Have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you again soon.